All I ever ask is keep it eight more than 92 with me, 100. Coming to you from an undisclosed illegal Google Hangout window. (laughs) It's 100 Talk. We were so worried because we've used Google Hangouts for the show for the entire run. Yeah. And we learned this week that Google Hangouts was officially depreciated. Or so they said. And guess what? We are still live on Google Hangouts. And do you know what that probably means? That probably means we're going to get excellent bandwidth that's probably true that we got the full this is the fiber that we're getting dedicated right now it's as big as a fiber as big as your head that's the size <laughs> it's the uh the the cable they run across the ocean you know that one yeah exactly it's dedicated to just google Hangouts, which is now used <laughs> exclusively by jordan and i that's right all right Welcome, everybody, to 100 Talk. We're going to make good use of that dedicated thick fiber optic cable running across the ocean. Why would it need to go across the ocean? Send bits. It's for what? From when Erdoro plays Rec League. Ah, that's right. That's Erdoro's direct connection to our League of Legends lobbies. That's right. Okay. That's good. All right. So what are we going to do tonight? Tonight we're going to um, talk, I think, first about the Reapered news from today. Mm-hmm. Yes, you already heard it. Reapered has officially left 100 Thieves. Um, we're also going to talk about just our general thoughts on some things with the roster direction, um, <clears throat> perhaps some scene things overall. And then hopefully we'll have time to talk about our experience in Atlanta meeting up with what did that end up being? It was like 1,800 talkers that we hung out with while we were there, which was pretty awesome. Yeah, it was fantastic. Plus or minus a few meetups here and there in the mm-hmm. venue. Um, and then our thoughts on the finals and our thoughts on the apparel drop that happened. So lots of stuff to talk about. We'll see how long we go and see what we get to, but we definitely want to lead with the story of the day about Reaper. So he's gone. And I think we kind of knew that this was coming, right? Like the signs were there about money. And then the leak happened that we were signing. I don't know if you even pronounce it Cass or Koss or whatever. Mad Lions coach. We didn't know in which, uh, in which capacity that signing is supposed to be. It's, it says as a coach, but you know, we have lots of assistant coach staff and, uh, until, today we had a head so, coach as well so this is actually great uh me not being on twitter this is news to me so he <laughs> oh you didn't know this leak huh <laughs> no um but isn't this isn't this the joke that we watch mad lions vods yes that, was, that exactly was the joke so there we go it's come full circle this is good news this is great yeah uh let me see actually perhaps someone has that tweet handy and can drop it to me. Yeah. I'm looking through my DMs because I know people always DM me these tweets, uh, but I don't seem to have that one handy. Anyway, if someone if someone finds it, you want to toss it in the chat, we can show Jordan this. This was uh this was I think reported by Wulu. Uh, mm. I want to make sure that that's the case. It was reported by 
somebody. <laughs> and they also said, as BC's pointing out, that um, Busio being promoted to the LCS roster was a thing. Also confirmed. Yes. Wow. So, wow. I mean, confirmed by that report. Dang. Um, Josh, I get like a billion of, you know, those mentions and stuff, so I'm, I can't. It's not at the top of my Twitter list at the moment, but this is good though. This is like the, uh, the, for those who watched last podcast on the left, I am the guy who knows nothing about what we're going to talk about tonight on tonight's show. You just get my <laughs> real time reactions, you know? Um, yeah, you get to, you get to live through it with Jordan. That's right. Relive yeah. the moment. Um, <clears throat> Biddy's posting the Reaper tweet. Yep. Well, yep. we can, we can bring that up while we wait. If someone can find the, uh, the tweet, about the report about Busio and cost, that would be awesome. But in the meantime, let's take a look at, hopefully we get it to work, this here tweet from Reaper. Yep, today, this is from the 100 Thieves eSports Twitter. Today we part ways with Reaper. Within three splits, Hangi was able to reinvent 100T League of Legends, making three finals appearances and coaching this team through our first championship title. Forever grateful, wishing you the best that we do. Yep. Um, what are your thoughts on, on reap, like not even about the departure, but just Reaper in general? Um, I mean, you can't, you can't at all question his accomplishments. Okay. Wait, I'm going to revise that already. People will question his accomplishments. He brought us a trophy. <laughs> uh, I, I consider that to be the only thing that really matters at the point in time that your tenure ends. He accomplished something that had never been done before. He got a, a franchise era team, a trophy. EG was quick on our heels to to keep that one going, but we were there first, and I feel like that's that's a big thing. Um, so yeah, like I don't think you can look at the totality, the body of work there, and say anything other than thanks. That was great, and now we move on. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, everything he said. You, you can't dispute it. Um, we're, I, I feel personally very grateful that we had him during this time. Yeah. Now, if you rewind back to when, um, when uh, Reaper was let go by C9, he actually sat dormant for, I think it was just a split. Mm-hmm. Um, but presumably, he was a, a fairly in-demand coach, and sitting dormant was either a choice to just take a break or perhaps he cost a lot of money and people weren't willing to pay that at the time. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm, you know, you guys know how I feel about this with Hunter Thieves moves so far. It has definitely seemed to signal a shift in less spending. Um, I think it's kind of hard to, to look at Reaper and what we did as an LCS team and think, yeah, he just, yeah, we needed to get rid of that guy. No. Um, I'm sure that things weren't perfect and, and certainly we didn't meet expectations in some regards, mm-hmm. right? Like that's fair. Yeah. Um, but on the whole thought we were, you know, as much success as we've ever had as an org. Yeah. And, um, presumably I think money is going to be a huge driver to this decision. And, you know, Reaper, good dude, good coach, deserves good money, and hope he gets that elsewhere if he finds another landing spot. Um, but I think for now, uh, we wait to see exactly what's going on. Now, if Cass or Koss, I really wish I knew how to say it, <laughs> is going to be head coach. Cash. It's like then, we're not a gloss. Uh, gloss? 
<laughs> gloss. Renata Glask. <laughs> Glosk. His name's Cask. Yeah. Uh, with, uh, you know, depending on where he lands, like things could feel a whole bunch different, but um, working with um, the, Mad- <coughs> the Mad Lions roster, we presumably would be in good hands. Mm-hmm. Right? So, yeah. Um, it's sad for me to say goodbye to Reaper, but it seems to me that we know the reason why, and it's probably green, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, uh, and that we, is the we, tweet we from BC th- there, if you want to put that up. Yeah, hold on a second. Yeah. Well, if we want to read through these tweets from Reaper really quick, he says, <clears throat> Now I'm a free agent. After starting my coaching career, I went to the finals every year, and I'm the coach who participated in Worlds the most. Please feel free to contact me whenever you need my help, whether it's a team or a business company. I want to meet many people, learn many things while I'm not on the team. I'm planning to visit Korea and Japan soon and would like to meet and talk with Korean and Japanese teams or business companies as well, even if I don't belong there. If you are a person or company or team in NA, Korea, or Japan who want to talk about esports, team management, share experience in business, build up some relationship with me, I would like you to contact me comfortably. So <clears throat> looks like he uh, is maybe targeting some regions for where he ends up and good for him. And mm-hmm. I hope he finds a little bit of a bag you yeah. know, to go yeah. with that. Cause you know, I'm always, I, I like when people get paid some money. I'm, I'm guessing that some of those, the, the spendy LCS teams will do their best to get him right. You got to imagine. Yeah. But if you're still in splash, the cash mode, splash, splash, the cash LCS 2023. Um, <laughs> then you're going to take your shot. You want Reaper. Like who else right. domestically, who else would you want to uh, target above him? I don't know. Yeah. So here's the, uh, the tweet that you are uh, seeing for the first time. So former Mad Lions <laughs> coach Cass is expected to join Hunter Thieves as coach by 2023. Academy support Busio said to be promoted to the main Hunter Thieves team. So uh, this seems fairly legit, right? Um, with the reporting, it's certainly got a lot of attention. Uh, we don't know for sure that this is, you know, true, but it, it would appear that there's a verbal agreement in place for that thing. I think what Busio going to LCS, I think would surprise nobody. Mm -hmm. In fact, Peter Dunn and, uh, said that Busio was quote, definitely LCS next year. So, Mm. um, you know, his record, that's for us, Peter Dunn, (laughs) that dude, he knows talent. Uh, (laughs) So I think that's where we're at right now with the Reaper thing. Um, I feel like I, I feel a little sad, but it just going along with what we've seen, what the signs are, this is totally understandable to me. It's totally, you know, it's, it's totally expected. I don't, I'm not surprised by this news today. Um, I am a little surprised that it happened a little later. Um, I would have thought, right around the time where we announced we were letting Papa Smithy go, that maybe this would have happened too. Mm. You know, it's just one of those things. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe they don't have it all tied up yet. That's, you know, like this window is still young. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of these details end up becoming uh kind of last minute. This depends on that. Depends on the dominoes all falling into place. So maybe I could see that. Use that as a jump off point to, just talk about where we're at with the roster right now too, because I don't think everybody agrees with you in that respect. Yeah. You're like, you're saying the windows young. seems like a lot of other people oh, believe that old. the roster moves are happening slowly and things are being held up 
For us? The players are not committed yet for the whole LCS. Okay, okay, okay. The whole right? LCS, yeah. Um, and, and I think... I mean, Worlds just ended, an, guys. Like, that was... It did just end. Just the other day. <laughs> yeah, but we have been out of it for a while. NA <laughs> yeah. has been out of it for a while. And you, we know that those dominoes start to fall despite, you know, the actual signing period coming later in the month. Um, but yeah, I... I uh, <clears throat> excuse me. I, I think, like, there is a general sense from people that w- we don't have enough information, right? And, like, things aren't... Like, they, you know, very, everyone's eager to know what's happening and patience is low. And I think that is heightened when it is apparent that things are going to change in a major way. Right. Right. Especially because if you wait to get these things done, it gets harder and harder. Right. Because mm-hmm. everything has to fall into place. And if you're waiting for somebody else and then, it, and then they make a different decision, that may affect your dominoes down the line. <clears throat> so... I think again, if you if you look at like the Hundred Thieves esports Reddit, which I wouldn't recommend in mm-hmm. general, uh, but it it definitely seems like people are um, clamoring for more, more attention to the league team, more news about what we're doing, uh, wanting to know who the new GM is if we've if we've hired that person, um, lots of stuff, right, and. Yeah, I've seen some tweets, even from our very own hundred talkers, uh, responding to hundred thieves uh, Twitter accounts and everything. A little bit, uh, maybe salty about <laughs> the apparent lack of attention or resources going to the team. So I think everything's in a really, really interesting spot for yeah. thieves. Yeah. What What can you do here if you're the org? Because if you are indeed blowing it up for a rebuild, mm-hmm. um. No one's going to be happy about that. That's not like fun news to deliver. Yeah. Right. If you have some good stuff in your pocket, people are also not happy because you're not communicating about it. Are people get, they got to get off that train real quick. Like, I know, right. Are you okay? You can't announce that we, that you've signed Zeka before he wins the trophy that you can't get ahead of that. You have That's to, Jordan's prediction for the roster. You have to allow him is at least a couple days to celebrate with his friends and family. You know? Um, no, that's, that's just... That's a product of people uh, having uh, unrealistic expectations. I mean, like, okay, everybody has been talking to the people who are available for the last... I don't know, probably call it six weeks, right? Um, like that's when the bulk of the players, you know, are are open to those conversations. I'm guessing. Some of them earlier. But Jordan, Riot says that can't happen yet. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Riot says. <laughs> Riot, Riot says that because they, they haven't been contacted by uh, C9 or TL yet to... Um, Explain, to arrange for rule explanation to, to uh to break the news that they've been caught doing that <laughs> you know and so could we please could we please put our heads together here and come up with some kind of presser <laughs> could it need a, Can you please a twit arrange longer for us to offer ownership stakes <laughs> yes. yeah look it's it's not gonna look good we're talking a lot of ownership we're talking uh cash bonus if they decline this other offer 
Yeah. So that stuff's been going on. Um, yeah, and it has. You can <laughs> you can you can remove that uh, notion from your head that nobody's been talking about anything. But you you certainly can't announce anything yet. It's out the window. Um, so yeah, I mean, it doesn't feel that 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 to me doesn't feel delayed at all. I personally don't expect to hear anything, a whisper of it. It's almost like <clears throat> it would be rude to start doing all these big leaks and stuff or to start, you know, making announcements as a team like during worlds. It just feels, you know, classless. Don't want to do that. It's stealing the thunder, right? And this is the part where you tell me that all the different teams that are doing that. I was just going to say League of Legends, the scene known for class. Yeah, exactly. But it's like decorum, you know, you like you don't yeah, come on, don't don't flip your bat. We have more class than that, Cole. So now is the floodgates should open now. Like that's this is when you're gonna start to get stuff. This is really interesting though. <coughs> um given the state of the of the scene, right? Yeah. Seems like people don't want to spend any more money. Uh they're done with that. Resources are are being pulled back. It's not just the hundred thieves thing, it's everybody thing. <clears throat> what if the reason why things are moving slowly is because players are adjusting to the reality of what's out there? That could be my one hope in this situation. Cause, cause I feel very sure. And Hey, I've been wrong before. I felt very sure that we would never buy a $25 million call of duty team. Lo and behold, we felt the need to do that. There we are. Uh, but <clears throat> I feel very sure that, uh, we are not spending as much money in this upcoming year as this year. But what may be happening, as we pointed out, our timing for this kind of thing is really, really convenient and good because everybody's in the same boat. It's not just 100 Thieves that reach this point where it's like, all right, well, our investors are telling us to play this tighter. They're going to, you know, not, we're not, we don't have like another round of cash infusion coming up. Mm-hmm. We need to be better. We need to be leaner. Um, everybody's experiencing the same thing, right? So for years, the player salaries ballooned in NA beyond what was reasonable and everybody knew it. It was not a secret. So with that presumably crashing, maybe part of the reason why things are taking a long time is that players are being confronted with a new reality. Yep. Your contract is not going to be what it was two right. years ago. Right. You know, so hopefully that's what's happening. Maybe both things are true. Maybe Hundred Thieves is spending way less money, mm-hmm. and maybe they're also still lining up good talent at that price. Yeah, I think that's those are both possible. I, I don't think so, but maybe <laughs> <laughs> I. I still think that we're we're probably going to be a little sad about the roster when it comes to uh, the the name value or whatever. Mm-hmm. But hey, maybe they'll give. We yeah, we got to talk about. Maybe that. they'll give us a great group of charismatic guys and lots of content to go with. Hey, would, would you take that, Cole? <laughs> but would you take a team that's not going <laughs> to win worlds with some content? Oh yeah. I mean, I'm what's sorry, the, guys. What's the, I'm sorry. I don't mean. <laughs> I look. I'm actually. I I just say that as if I am, uh, 
super critical of Hunter Thieves in that regard. And I'm not like I'm only I'm only moderately mm. critical because I think the league audience is so fickle and it's hard to make content <laughs> yeah. for everybody. You know, yeah. it's just and you're never going to relive the heist. You're just never going to do that. But, <clears throat> you know, a little bit, a little bit would be good. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit, would, a little bit would be fun. Might be nice to get to know our players. And we're going to have some getting to know to do, I think. Um, question for you. Who, who is, what's the consensus on who's spending? I talked to the Flight Check boys. Hello, Flight Check boys and girls. Um, and they said that maybe they're spending a little bit more than last year. But is it like yeah. it's TL who's going to spend? It's C9. Are they still spending? TSM, is they're working on Reggie's house sale. If that comes through, they'll spend. Like, what are they? What's the plan? So... From my understanding, which is weak at best, yeah, seems like C9 is going to continue to spend, mm. and that's about it. Though Oof. I did hear earlier today, it was said that FlyQuest may be spending a little bit more, mm -hmm. you know, bumping up a bit. Yeah. Maybe that's a product of the new ownership. If it is, I am so sorry for that ownership. They don't know what they're getting into. <laughs> <laughs> but but it might mean a, a fun season for the flight check boys so yeah so good for it, here's good the, for them. here's the point i think is worth making and it's kind of an elaboration on what you're saying if you are one of these great na players <clears throat> long list of them right and and you're like i'm gonna be i got my new lambo i'm ready to have a good 2023 let's go and then you you sit at your phone Right. Imagine like NFL draft style. You're sitting by the phone and it rings once and it's your mom. And then it like doesn't ring again. There's just nobody out there who's going to be willing to pay you the kinds of things that you are used to. Unless you're you're on the C9 radar. And it sounds likely that you're they're going to be looking to do some some imports and, you know, like so I can't imagine that. The, the domestic <clears throat> talent market is going to be nearly as hot as it once was, like last year, two years ago. So you're, you're going to have a lot of players who are going to have to be like, what is their bargaining position now? It's kind of one of these things. Without, Cole, without, dare I say, some kind of like players union or, I don't know, <laughs> any kind of representative body, um, the teams just get to do whatever they want and if you don't want to play league of legends anymore professionally if it's not worth enough to you then i suppose you could uh try to get into Fortnite or something i don't know um i'm sure they're still spending like three billion dollars a year trying to make that relevant right like that's still their plan at who epic knows? <laughs> who knows epic yeah. prints money so yeah probably but i think that's that's real right and, and so i think there what you're saying there's probably something to that which is i might have come with a, a number at the start of this window and then very quickly realize that there's nobody who's going to be paying that kind of money uh, for a domestic League of Legends player at this point. Um, and so maybe now I'm, I'm revising my number. Maybe I'm doing some of that. Yeah. It's possible. Well, <clears throat> it is possible. And we can, we can only hope that any delays in news or leaks are due to a recalibration of expectations from players. Um, if it's global, man, there could be something to that. Unfortunately, we're not really going to know. Mm -mm. We may not know ever, but we, yeah. we're definitely not going to know in the, in the short term. So <clears throat> I don't know. I like, 
I've set my expectations really low because I am tired of being hurt. <laughs> I'm too old for that. I'm too old to get hurt. Yeah. <laughs> and, and now if we get someone asked in chat, how would we feel if we get a full Academy roster? I mean, look, I am going to be sad if we say goodbye to any of the guys on our roster because I like all of them a lot. <clears throat> but I, I'm, I'm going to be fine with it. I'm going to be fine with full rebuild. So if they are able to work some magic, maybe yeah, there hasn't been much about 100 Thieves out there, really. Maybe if they're able to wheel and deal and create some magic, we get something better than just Academy players moving up, right? And in that case, I'll be pleasantly surprised. But if all we have to look forward to next year is like Busio transitioning to LCS, that's fun enough. Mm. That's fun enough, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I'm not expecting to win. And hey, if, if C9 is the only team spending, maybe everybody will be just worse yeah. and we can still have a chance. <laughs> I mean, look what, look what happened to TL, right? <coughs> they did not make worlds after having on paper what should be the craziest roster. Maybe, maybe our young guys are going to be super cracked if we get them, you know? I really thought for a second you were going to say, look what happened to DRX. They were in play-ins and they just won. So maybe plans is the way to go. We should be happy about plans in the future. Yep. yep. Just all you got to do is be the fourth seed. In That's, Korea. Right. That's right. That's right. That's the most coveted seed. <laughs> um, I, yeah. Should we talk about like what we hope to see at this point? What we're, <clears throat> we're, I mean. Sure. But I will, I will preface that by saying because my expectations are so low so are my hopes. Okay. <laughs> and I don't even, I don't even have like really concrete. Here's what I want to see mm. other than here's, here's what I want to see. I want to see a new bot lane. Okay. Yeah. Busio moving up. I think that's amazing. I think, you know, everything that's said about Busio is he has the potential to become a star in the LCS. So can't be mad at that. Let's roll the dice. Let's yeah. go. Let's, um, let's I definitely, I think, I think dis- despite, having some really great times with our bot lane. Um, it seemed to me that it was evident that they d- just didn't have it in them yeah. anymore in the same way, um, which is really sad because I, I, I like, again, everybody that's on our roster, I really, really like. Um, but I, th- I think that's the most, yeah, this should change. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> give me Busio, give me virtually anybody in the mm. in the bot spot like i you know i'm not too picky um in the mid lane i would prefer to have like a strong import in the mid lane uh whether that's abba or somebody else i know a lot of people are out on abadaga mm-hmm. i can understand that i do rate abadaga lower than i used to mm-hmm. based on you know what we've seen in the in the playoffs and in worlds <clears throat> but I still like him and I still would easily keep him if it was affordable, which I don't think it's going to be. Um, closer would be the one thing I would keep. If I could keep just one single thing, mm. I would, I would keep closer as much as I love some daddy, my favorite hundred thieves player of all time. Um, I would, I just, I think at some point we got to cut the cord. He's playing as good as ever, but mm. I don't know. I think it's it's easier to rebuild something around a jungler than around a top laner. Yeah. And if we're going to rebuild, then it's time to do that. And then 
<coughs> so with with someday presumably gone in top lane, let's play without a top lane. In his memory. <laughs> yeah, those we, are my ideas. We field four. That's it. I, out of respect to him, <laughs> you know how they do that in like in like college football games. They'll like start minus one player in someone's memory. I've never seen that, but you that's know? great. That's they'll, great. Yeah, they'll they'll do yeah they'll do stuff like that. I think we should do that for the whole year. I was thinking that we could retire, but instead of retiring like his name, like well, there will never be a hundred T someday, we just retire at the top lane. Like there will never be. <laughs> yeah, the position. Another. <laughs> there, w- there will never be. <laughs> Another hundred thieves top laner for as long as we live. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Uh, cost saving. I think it'll save you some dollars. That'll do. Sure. <laughs> um, are you are you more willing to uh, hang on to closer and let go of someday? <clears throat> is there any assumption you have that tenacity plays a role in this, or is it? Are you? <sighs> My honest opinion about Tenacity is I think he's going to be starting for an LCS team. But if we are pulling back resources, Tenacity may actually demand a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And he may be valuable as like a young domestic prospect. So we may have to pick between him and Busio on who we're committing to. Sounds like we're committing to Busio already. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm good with that. I love Tenacity. I would love to, if Mm. we're getting rid of some daddy, that's probably who I want to be there. Yeah. But I Boy, just don't know. It's going to feel real sad. So this is a good, <clears> this is a good bridge <throat> to the next topic uh, that's related to this one. But it's going to feel so sad if we finally get to the point of someday, you know, being memorialized forever in the, the, the League of Legends Hall of Fame and probably still playing for somebody else because he's still amazing. And we don't get tenacity. Like what the that would be the ultimate letdown for hundred these yeah. fans. Yeah, okay. It's like that's fair. Years we've been saying like tenacity. He's the he's the sixth man in the roster. He's he has the top sixty uh, ladder spots in EU West. He just keeps making new accounts and climbing all the way up. How does he do this? Um, and if we just never got to see him play for us, that'd be pretty bummer. <laughs> that'd be, but. Yeah, <clears throat> but remember the talent carousel that we have. It's like, hey, we've got Tenacity behind someday. Maybe we should bench ten- bench someday and start Tenacity. Oh, we got Sniper behind Tenacity. <laughs> oh, maybe we should. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like yep. you can't have all of your prospects playing for you at the same time. Yeah, you know you can't you can't start all three of those guys. Um, so. You know, I don't know. Sniper obviously is ineligible to play for now, but yeah. Okay. Man. Well, what about you? I I said a lot of stuff. When I asked you, I I didn't know if you'd go so far as to do like position by position, Um, but I appreciate that you did credit for that. I'm, I'm more thinking like in general. So I, I like you, I've resigned myself to whatever it is that happens because it seems clear enough that it won't be, um, just a slight tweak on <laughs> on what we had this year. So that's fine. I'm ready for that. Uh, what I'd really like to see is, I think it's got to be all about the messaging. Like, again, yeah. you kind of put any, any team out luck. there. You put any team out there. Um, <laughs> but I think we got to message it right. And um, this feels like a weird thing to prioritize kind of near the top, but I really do think it is. Um. It has like the thing that's going to be a real bummer 
is if we go, if we get through midway through this, this spring split and it's, it's still unclear. I remember pods we've done in the past where we're like, just not really sure what they're trying to do here. What is it that they're actually going for? What's the strategy? Like what's the plan? So I think that would be a huge bummer. Um, if we, if we got through the split kind of feeling like, are we just buying time for the future? Like roughing out the, the firepower, the LCSCs. Exactly. Um, sorry, Papa. So I want to see, I want to see some clear messaging. And here's an example of how not to do this. Uh, I'm expecting something like a developmental roster. And, and I think that word, you know, that, that phrase is uh, pretty, pretty doomed in yes. the LCS scene. Curse, like, cursed phrase. Yeah, TSM has cursed that phrase for everybody. But we, like, this is what we can't do. We can't tiptoe into the developmental roster uh, pool and then realize halfway in that it's actually like lukewarm and, and not that good. Um, and then jump out as fast as we can and, you know, just like hire whatever free agents we can find, you know, splash cash for somebody like, you know, I, I just want to see us declare what we're doing and then do it, recognizing that it won't feel as good as being in back to back to back finals. Probably. I'm not, that's not part of my measure of success here. Right. But I think that. We've seen TSM again. I'll, I'll name names. Like teams want to do that. They want their fans to be okay with that, and then they start losing games, and it's like a crisis. Like you, you, you can't let that happen. That's something that you let happen because you didn't communicate to people what to expect. Um, so that's my my legitimately my number one concern right now. It's just that this is the beginning of a a vicious cycle of we're losing games, so we're making changes, so we're losing games, and we're making changes, and then you know it's like we don't even have anything that resembles uh, something close to familiar. That would be a bummer. So, so in in other words, let the boys play. Let the boys play. Let them lose. Right? Like just let them let them go out there and get beat. But please. Don't pull somebody up from Academy on Wednesday and say to them, our expectations are low because it's a tough time. And then when they have two subpar games, you send them back to Academy. And you know, shortly thereafter, everyone's forgotten that they were ever even a player. Like, yeah. we just gotta, we gotta make sure we're not doing that stuff because that's happened too often around the league. And I think that's 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 how you really dig yourself into a hole when you're in this kind of situation. Yeah, yeah. I hope I hope the messaging is coherent and um, also matches what our actions actually are. We haven't had a lot of that in the past, to be honest. Um, though it was great while we were winning, we didn't really have to answer for that problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but certainly, it was like you know, or, or even you know, we did see it this year with tenacity in the six man roster, right? Yeah. Um, and I am not faulting the decision to just play someday and forget about playing tenacity. It worked. Someday was killer. Yeah. And like, it was obviously the right decision. Right. Okay. But it's just, let's just, let's just be real positive, consistent with the messaging. Yes. Mm -hmm. I definitely, definitely would like to see that. Um, if we are developing, I'm a hundred percent on board with you. Let's, 
actually give them time. And that means we as fans have to kind of shut up. Yeah. All right. Just chill. It's going gonna, it's gonna to suck. It's going to suck. Yep. And then hopefully after sucking for a while, we learn some things and it gets better. Like that's, that's just the reality. Um, but you know what? I we heard? can't just be like, well, you know what? Let's just bring Mr. Beast in and buy every player. <laughs> <Yeah>. <clears throat> this sucks. I don't like losing. <laughs> it's, it's, it's been three weeks and we've, we've already lost two games. This is, we've matched our losses from, you know, it's like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And, and, uh, Agumame in chat says it's easier to shut up when the messaging actually makes it clear what the plan is. And I a hundred percent agree with you. So yes. So con- let's do a little verbal contract here mm-hmm. between the fans and the orc. All right. I'm ready. If you will let us act as surrogates. Yep. From the org, we ask for clear messaging, <laughs> a clear plan and sticking to that plan and seeing it through. In return, we offer <laughs> our shutting up about whining and complaining. Yes. We, the undersigned under these fans. <laughs> I, uh, I guarantee you there will be whining and complaining no matter what happens. I think all uh, we can do, Cole, so, is so hold let's, ourselves. Let's just carve out in the contract language that we're not talking about the 100 Thieves Reddit because we cannot we, control those people. They are not represented by anyone, uh, so far as I can tell. Not even themselves. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's what we're looking at and it's probably going to be rough. The, I don't want to get too deep into further rumors. Like, I, you know, there, there have been some other rumors about what may happen with the roster. Mm. I think the fact is no one knows right now. I doubt hundred thieves knows right now what's, what's actually happening. I'm sure they don't so, have it all figured out exactly. That's yeah. fine. <laughs> Drex says, I guess we trust in the dads since there's no more pop. <laughs> Even better, instead of getting to trust one dad, now you get to trust two. Trust the dads. Yeah, trust the dads. <laughs> we'll help you oh, navigate. Gosh, we got to figure out whatever the next thing is. Um, I do got to say, I, I, I heard this, again, to draw an analogy to traditional sports, because I think it's important to keep doing this. Um, I read a, a write-up about a team. I believe it was maybe, oh, was it maybe the Jets? Um. And this is what it said. My goodness. Insert team name here. Maybe the Jets are ahead of schedule. This is a profound concept that I would like to introduce to esports fans. The idea that there is a schedule that you are expected to progress through. That that you won't be as good as you'll ever be the moment your roster is assembled. This idea that over time you can actually make improvements and that being on schedule is also an acceptable <laughs> path to walk. Being ahead of schedule considered in this case to be the bonus, you know? So I just wanted to, uh, I want to throw that out there. something we could all try to wrap our heads around. <laughs> but maybe it's asking What a pipe us. dream. <laughs> What a pipe dream. <laughs> right? Uh, right, though? Like, this is such a common thing in traditional sports. For a team to have, like, a great signing, a really promising rookie or prospect, and then for you to, to give them time to grow into So we're going to, this is what's going to happen. 
if we are fortunate enough to have some combination of Busio and or Tenacity, they're going to go out there and they're going to have a not great game. People are going to be like, Pfft. Oh, Jordan of little faith. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what about, what about Caria? Why didn't we try to get him this off season? What are we doing? <laughs> he was clearly unhappy. They made that clear on the broadcast. Yeah. I saw, I saw, you're telling me we couldn't have called him that night and offered him? <laughs> While he was crying. <laughs> we, he was in NA. We weren't there to offer him a, uh, a 100 Thieves custom blanket and a contract. <laughs> yeah, so please, let's not, let's not swap Busio out. 100 for... Thieves spelled out in the alphabet soup. <laughs> that's Come the, get cozy. And, that's when you know it'll this be is the okay. team for me. <clears throat> all right well i think we're gonna have a lot more to say roster wise as time goes on maybe we'll get a gm announcement I and then we can talk about that at some point we will i, I fully expect that point, yep. uh and then we'll react to some leaks i think when they happen but you know jordan and i are just not much on endless speculation or playing the armchair gm game one we know we're stupid about it two uh, it's, it's, you know, it's an exercise in futility. So we preach patience. We're going to practice patience. That's right. That's right. So that being said, um, do you want to talk about, we can talk about Atlanta and the, the semis and the finals, or we can talk about the apparel. What do you want to go? You should hit it all. <laughs> like we might not pot again. Well, for... yeah, but what, what next? What next? Um, let's do, uh, let's do Atlanta. 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 Okay. Actually, yes. Atlanta was incredible. Mm. Um, <clears throat> I think so. Jordan and I, uh, I, I picked Jordan up from the airport in Nashville on Friday and we hung out for a night. We actually played overwatch too yeah. and had some fun. Yeah. Didn't yeah. We? we, I did. was very surprised. Uh, but then we, in the morning we packed up and we drove into Atlanta and we went to whatever it's called. It's like Das Biergarten. Biergarten. Yeah. <laughs> Picked out by Biddy. Shout out Biddy for arranging it and making this whole thing happen. And, uh, met. So it was kind of cool. Cause we ended up being late, right? Mm-hmm. We, we got stuck in traffic really bad. So we were rolling up this thing. I don't know, 30 minutes behind something like that. Shameful. But yes, yeah. Yeah. And lo and behold, we walk into, there were like 14 people there waiting for us. Amazing. 1,400 talkers. Something, something along those lines. In fact, let me uh, see if I can get this up. Oh, nice. Yeah. Works. Yeah. Look at this photo. Look at these 100 talkers. What a photo. <clears throat> and there were some more, too, that are not pictured. But uh, including me. I'm standing on the table (laughs) taking the picture. But I got to say, it was like, it was a moment to come up there and see everybody. It was kind of awesome. It was like, dang, everybody actually got together in person and we're all just having a good time and sitting around like doing what we do in a Discord server in real life. Yeah. Man, this was one of my favorite things that's ever happened as part of the podcast. Oh, for sure. Yeah, easily. Just, just such high quality individuals across the board. That's yeah. that's the, uh, the the hundred, the hundred kids, uh, oath guarantee guarantee. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. 
Guarantee. <laughs> yeah. So um, shout out to everybody who made it there. I know that there were some people who were not, not able to make it who wanted to. And uh, hopefully we get to do something like that again. But um, yeah, we, we got to hang out there. We got to go to the venue and, and kind of just, you know, vibe and whatever. We had, we had a family dinner that night at the hotel, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody spread out, kind of got food and brought it back to our hotel where like two thirds of us were staying. Yeah. And we got to just sit around and it was, it was so awesome. I just like, I had such a good time um, on this trip. And on top of that, the League of Legends was so good. It was outstanding. T1 JDG oh. was the matchup. And we got to see uh, Faker go in. <laughs> we got to see Gumiyushi go in. Yeah. It was incredible. Uh, Hope, wasn't that the... Hope Aphelios, yeah, oh, for JDG. Just completely took over the game that they won. Outstanding yeah. stuff. Uh, I would say, so the, the crowd was, it, there were, I think it was like a 21,000 seat arena or something like that. And it was very full. Mm-hmm. It wasn't to the brim, but it looked like it had been more or less sold out. Yeah. And it was loud, very loud, very exciting. And everything delivered to what I thought it could be. Yeah. Like it was so worth it. It was <laughs> to go on, absolutely to go on the trip. worth it. Even if we didn't get to meet all the hundred talkers, which was way better than actually going to the event. Still, the event itself was so good that I would do it again in a heartbeat. Yeah. It, it, it's one of those weird things where it, it reaffirms that League of Legends is like the premier esport in a lot of ways. Just so exciting. I mean, like the, the suspense uh, in these games was next level. Like, and just the energy in the building as you, know, you could tell a play was coming. I went back and rewatched the uh, the Faker Rise escape and oh yeah, you know, outplay. Just like in like, I was my I lost control of my body during that play. You know, like <laughs> I was I had completely fallen from my chair. Um, I mean, I was I was desperately grabbing to try to hold <clears throat> on to you to not just fall completely. Um, but my shoulder is still sore. Yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's a death grip. Um, but man. What a game. It, it's, you know, we had a blast when we went to the LCS Arena in 2020, February 2020. Think about that date. Um, <laughs> and th- it's just so good to be back for live League of Legends. And I, I really hope that we get to do more of these in some capacity. In 2036, when <laughs> League of Legends returns to NA yeah. for an exhibition I'm, because I'm... there's no more NA. <laughs> That's right. We are just the hosts. We're so glad you're here and you're still playing this game. That's pretty impressive. You guys stuck with it. Um, but something, Valorant, uh, whatever they're calling the franchise that is the the Western Hemisphere, the Americas, the right? Americas. They're calling it yeah. Americas. Yeah, yeah. I, I you know I'd love to go see some Valorant live. Anyway, it was great. And we got to see an icon in person. That's also true. That was amazing. So seeing like the reverence everybody has for Faker when he like walked in, you know, how everybody went crazy. Seeing him, <clears throat> I know it was a moment on the broadcast when they showed his reaction to that Azir play. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, obviously meant something to him. I mean, that was palpable in the crowd. Like you, you remember when they showed that replay, yeah. our, our whole section 
noticed how he was like <laughs> looking and feeling and reacted to it. You know, yeah, it was like it, it was, was awesome. So it was just hype. like yes, yeah, that you you so rarely see that from him. Um, yeah, he was having himself a game. <laughs> yeah, it was really fun. I'm just I was blown away by it. Um, also, the very memes, happy we did that. The memes of Faker Screen have been. I don't even know if they're memes. Is yeah, consider a meme if it's just a video and and uh unedited video of i mean i saw edits too i did see yeah, some edits yeah, but yeah, just yeah. the more the ones that are truly mind-boggling are the ones that are not edited it's just that's yeah how right. this guy plays Lilo. yeah it was like um was it tens who was warming up that one time in valorant <laughs> and they they were showing his screen it was just like shh, shh. Yeah. you remember that yes what did we just see <laughs> loved it anyway <clears throat> um so atlanta trip was super good and especially to the people who came and hung out with us. Thank you. Uh, just love all of you guys. It was so much fun. Uh, what about finals? So <laughs> last, or I guess two nights ago, we got to tune in to the finals yeah. and watch an unbelievable, unforgettable, gotta be the best final series ever, right? So crazy. And I don't know if you've been able to fully catch up i was watching live i know you were not i was kind of in and out watching live yeah okay yeah that i never i never i thought it was gonna be Mm 3-0 because you know what happens with these build-ups it's always like a 3-0 yeah yeah and a letdown and whatever and t1 looked so good and drx i felt like just kept squeaking by i was like no they're not gonna do it t1's gonna 3-0 them and lo and behold we got just this incredible I think like my favorite part about the whole thing was just the objective stealing. Oh, there were so many objective <laughs> steals in surprising ways. Bro, they were playing for MEP. That's what was happening. Yeah, dude, it felt like <laughs> rec league games. Yes. Like every time you think it's over, yeah, it felt like a rec league game. And I don't know what was the runtime on that final game. It felt like it was like forty-five minutes. Oh, it final was game. long. Yeah, it was so tense, man. I just like. I loved every second of that. Um, we got our money's worth from these semifinals and these finals. And if an NA team would have been in there, mm. you probably would not have. No. I had the thought, Cole. You know, because earlier, early this world, people were like, the, there's a big conversation about the four seed. Like, why, why are we bringing four teams from any region? It just means this is why. Like, this is the reason. One, who doesn't love an, a good underdog story? Two, like the ability. I mean, how many times? So I feel like we've had a couple big, high profile matchups, semifinals, finals, where it's just, it's just not, it's a cakewalk. And you leave, yeah. it just leaves such a disappointing, you know, feeling after, after all that buildup. So yeah, to get this. This is like, I it doesn't yeah, really matter it, what path you have to take to get here. Just more of this, please. You know, <laughs> living up to the narrative hype is, is a virtual impossibility, right? Yeah. And <clears throat> everything with Faker and Deft was so insane. It was like, okay, there's no way it can deliver. It's much like LeBron James, right? Mm-hmm. Like before he came into the league, everyone's like, he's the chosen one. He's, you know, whatever. And, there was no way he was going to live up to the hype. Somehow he exceeded the hype, lived up to the hype and exceeded it. And that's what happened with these finals. Oh my goodness. 
I think like I need to rewatch the whole series at some point. Maybe you should just VOD squat it. Uh, have yep. some fun. I would happily VOD squat it. Oh man. Well, what a treat that was for everybody. Speaking of treats. Hey, let's look at this. Uh, yeah, those, yeah. those teams, uh, I would say those teams are likely going to be better than any of the, uh, NA teams next year. Um, you know, the, the <laughs> it's, given it's what we we've heard, <laughs> maybe premature to already make this. We haven't seen the roster, but there, it, there does seem to be a gap, I would say. And, uh, it's going to take some time if ever to close that gap. We just gotta, we just gotta accept that. Move on. Enjoy what we can enjoy. It would be like Cole. You've made this analogy in the past and I like it a lot. When people people who love their college football teams, they don't love them less because they're not as good as the NFL teams, right? Yeah. You recognize what you are signed up for, and you accept it, and you embrace it, and you <clears throat> celebrate it, and uh, and it's it's fortunate for the the college teams that they don't have to then at the end of the season after they're tired play the NFL teams, right? <laughs> we do. We do. So, <laughs> so, you know, just let's just accept that because I don't think it's going to change anytime soon. LCK seems to be fine. They seem to be doing fine. Um, they're all right. They're, they're, yeah, they're, they're in good shape. Go Tigers. Well said. Go Tigers. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's, let's take a look. Let's really quickly address this 100 Thieves apparel drop that yeah. happened. Um, we have talked, I think I've alluded to it a couple times on like rec league or whatever. And I think I tweeted some more extensive thoughts on this, but, uh, I definitely wanted to revisit this a bit and just take a look at some of the stuff that we got in here and make some observations. Mm -hmm. Um, <clears throat> on a, as like a whole, I think like this was a really, really, really impressive drop. Um, I am to the point where I have so much under thieves stuff that like, I don't, I lack nothing. Mm -hmm. Right. And still, I found myself looking at this drop that had 32 items and feeling like, you know what? I kind of would do all of this <laughs> if money wasn't an object. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was very surprised about that. I was, not as confident in the direction of the drops. And then the alumni drop happened and I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. This is kind of promising. And then this drop happened and it wasn't just, you know, some, some t-shirts and hoodies and like sweatpants with hundred thieves on them. And that's it. Right. It, this was a full cohesive collection of clothing. Um, we got, our first ever chinos, which are on screen, by the way. Um, <clears throat> we got chinos in this drop, which they've never done before. We had uh, a few variants of jackets. We had a puffer jacket. Certainly, <laughs> a, you know, a new item. We had what seems to be the model that they're going for these days, which is like they have some normal variants of the items, and then they'll have like one colorway that's a little wilder, mm -hmm. right? Like um like the snow camo bucket hat, right? Yeah. Like the snow camo thing. It's like, okay, this is a little bit of a throwback to some of the wilder stuff that Hearthies does that 
um, fans have eaten up a lot in the past. Um, the black, red, and blue color combo on like the the um, fleece, right, and the and the matching pants and stuff, very interesting. And then we had you know they they sometimes toss in these items that kind of harken to Supreme's DNA, where they put you know they they do like a, a non apparel item that's maybe a little unusual you wouldn't expect. Um, and we got a card holder, as you see here, and a doormat of all things, right? Now, I actually, I bought the doormat and the card holder. You can still get the card holder. I thought that was sold out. You can't, yeah, yeah. It's, you can get the doormat too. Mm -hmm. there's, a, there's a lot of stuff still available. Um, the hoodies are sold out, I believe, and the chinos are sold out. And maybe the, some of the, yeah, the moss fleece jacket, just in general, the green items sold really well. Like this color sold really, really well. Hmm. It's pretty on trend, uh, if my trend radar is correct. <laughs> um, the puffers were very interesting. So Nate Shot had tweeted that the jackets, he, I think, or actually maybe he said on stream, like the, the jackets are going to be $172. And I assumed because this was a puffer that he, he must have meant the, the waterproof jacket. So I was surprised to see this puffer come in at just $172 think this is very reasonable for what you got um i don't think all of the materials in this collection are like the most premium and it's the nicest stuff but i think all the price points make sense to me um this you know this this 165 dollars for this like waterproof jacket which uh for those who have had it they i've heard nothing but really good things about it mm. um breathable um, I heard it's, it's, it is like a little tight, I think in the arms armpit area. Um, but very waterproof, breathable feels nice. Um, that's all like really great. And as part of a huge cohesive collection of 32 items, that's even more impressive. Um, this, this waffle that we're looking at <clears throat> waffle had never been done yet. Um, I do, I prefer like the whale on the waffles to be a little bit wider in general, but, um, I'm, I, this is an actual item I bought. I bought the, uh, the moss long sleeve waffle. Um, the t-shirts were embroidered this time around, which is pretty amazing because we usually get a screen printed, uh, mm -hmm. hundred thieves logo rather than the embroidery. Um, I am a little sad that the chinos are mostly sold out. I guess there's a couple sizes left in moss. Um, because I would like to try the fit on those looking at the flats. It's like, Hey, they actually did relax the fit. Mm -hmm. You know, you can see it's a straight leg fit just from the flat. <clears throat> Maybe it's not, yeah, their stuff tends to be pretty tight. I think like when it comes to the pants, um, they fit pretty snug and this doesn't look like it'll have that problem. So I don't know. I just looked at this collection and I thought there's so much variety here. There's definitely something from ever for everyone. And it's executed well and the price points make sense to me. Overall, has to be the best drop. It may not be the most memorable. Like it's, I think like the baseball jersey and the geography hoodie, those are like moments in time, you know? Yeah. But when it comes to releasing an apparel collection, this is a really, really well done drop. I think like, this is go we're going back in the direction that numbers was starting to go in, you know, and numbers is maybe a little bit further out there than this. But to me, these two consecutive drops alumni in this fall, winter, 2022, we're headed in the right direction with this stuff. 
And uh, man, if only I had $5,000 to just <laughs> spend on all of it. But there are. Know, how still... did it hit you? Uh, yeah. No, I mean, I, I, similar to you, I feel like I could have very easily dropped a cool grand if money was no object. Um, you know, like I live in a colder climate. These things would be a fantastic additions to my, my wardrobe. I might still go back for something. We'll see. Um, <clears throat> we actually, that's funny. We, we were at the beer garden in Atlanta mm-hmm. with the hundred talkers when this drop happened and all of us were kind of on our phones, you know, yeah. trying to make it happen in the moment. Yeah. Really I, I think for me, the thing I like about it is it doesn't just feel like, uh, variations on a theme, right? Either like a couple crazy designs and a hat and a hoodie, like, these are new items. It's new, new ways to think about it. New spaces. That's pretty cool. I like that. And I think, like you said, they all look like they are well done. And I hope to see more of this, this kind black of stuff. Black on black is sick, dude. I know. Uh, yeah, that's a good. So, one. <clears throat> I will say, unfortunately, my where I live is very difficult for them to ship to for whatever. So, <laughs> lots of people have already gotten their stuff and yeah. I was shipped a week ago and still have not seen it. And Dang. I know that's first world problem, right? It's like, man, it's taking a full week and I still haven't gotten <laughs> my stuff. But at the same time, it's like, it is kind of weird in this yeah. day and age. Right. And so I wish I lived closer. Like I, I think sandwich had his items like in two days or something. Dang. Just kind of crazy. <clears throat> um, but yeah, it's things just do not tend to reach me very quickly what do you, um, what i do bought you, just for reference i bought yeah. the doormat the card holder the royal beanie and the moss uh waffle what do you make of um like if you go to the shop right now mm-hmm. there's a there's a fair number of items available yeah across multiple collections yeah what do you make of that mm-hmm. is that just you think that's just them keeping stock up is it I think it's a combination of the hundred thieves hype for apparel has died down a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, You see that even with the OG items, right. That are super valuable for collectors or whatever They're they're actually not fetching as high resale prices anymore. Um, I think that they have increased stock levels. I definitely get that sense. Um, I know I was told that for like a couple drops ago. um, And I assume that that's carrying through. Um, I think also people have so much stuff now mm-hmm. that like they're starting to pick, you know, it's starting to be like, all right, I'm not buying everything I see. I'm going to pick one or two items, especially because prices have increased a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I still think the value prop is there. Like even for, I, I think shorts is one of the items that's complained about the most. Cause like, you know, they tend to be 65, $70 or something. I live in those shorts and they're really good. So yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't really feel a way about that, but I understand if people want to. Yeah. I um, grabbed the, uh, I grabbed the track shorts from the alumni, wore them mm-hmm. all weekend at, at Atlanta. I love those yeah. shorts. Those are great. And that's like a new, yeah. I also wear my sweat shorts all the time, but it's, these are a new one for me. Yeah. <clears throat> so I, I get it if people, you know, aren't fully in love with the price points or whatever, but yeah, I think there's just a lot of options right now and and people who are fans have kind of gotten a lot of stuff and mm-hmm. so now they're just being a little more picky. Uh, a lot of different um tastes have been hit at this point. 
Right. You know? Right. So I don't know. I, I think it's an interesting time for hundred thieves. I, I still would assume that these are, these collections are selling relatively well. Um, but yeah, I think they just have stock on hand and the days of instant sellouts are gone except for, you know, the, the top desired items. And that's ultimately a good thing for us as buyers. Right. Yep. Yep. So I was looking at actually, it looks like I'm wondering if foundations 21. Yeah. There's still like a good amount of foundations mm-hmm. 2021 stuff. Yeah. Which is awesome. Cause that breast logos, <laughs> breast logos. Guys, hundred thieves. Anyone's listening? Please, breast logos. Uh, yeah, there's still a lot of stuff there, and that's awesome too. This is because that was a really solid collection. I love foundations. Yeah, may have to buy more shorts. Mm. They're so good. Yep, they're so yep. good. Hey, uh, last year, by the way, I'm fairly certain they did either a Christmas sale or a Black Friday sale. Ooh, that's right. right. It's, yep. So maybe we have that to look forward to if you're, mm-hmm. you know, hoping to still purchase some items. That might be option so we'll just see like yeah we'll just see that's a good good call i might just wait and see okay let's we don't have a ton of listener takes let's try and run through them okay uh i think a lot of this stuff we've already talked about but we'll we'll run through there and then uh, oh nate shot said on stream apparently that there will be a sale so awesome nice. um okay nick moore said knowing what we kn- we do know now how would you regrade last season's offseason moves namely staying put plus tenacity and then getting rid of Ken V Luger. And Poom. Hmm. It's an interesting one. Uh, I hadn't really thought about that through the lens of like Ken V Luger Poom. I mean, I think you could actually make the, the argument or at least ask the question of like longer term is, is Luger Poom a more one, like a more lasting, will they continue to play together? at CLG uh, next split. But like, are they actually a higher performing bot lane than where FBI and who he landed at the end of the split? It's an interesting question to ask. Like you, you got to imagine we're cheaper. Yeah. Yep. And you got to imagine that from an upside potential or perspective, there's more there. So, um, yeah, it's a fun little thought experiment. I could, I could see, although I'll tell you what, you then have the same thing with Busio, and I think you go Busio. So I don't think you do anything differently. I mean, I still think it was yeah, our best shot. Yeah, that's the thing. Yep. Ultimately, I think we got the best result yeah. out of what our options were. Yep, I think it was our best shot at a, a, a differential result, and we took our shot, and we didn't quite hit it. That's, <clears throat> that's fine. Yeah. Um, MD Gooner, that's, uh, that's not Miller time, but Miller time, 1990 for him. He says, uh, why does it truly feel like 100T is taking a major step backwards in their funding of the league team? It feels like they are about to be an afterthought. I really hope I'm wrong and they make big moves, but losing Papa and Reaper in the same offseason seems sus. Now, I'll say for a more detailed answer on this, you can refer to our last podcast because we talked about the why of this a lot because we, you know, we're obviously picking up the same thing about the, the spending. Um, and the why is, you know, for investment purposes and return, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I think that that's clear. Um, when it comes to, I, he said, it feels like they're about to be an afterthought on the content and it still does mm-hmm. seem like that. And that's sad. Yep. It is, it is expensive and difficult to make league content. 
it takes like thought and planning outside of, you know, everybody's duties that they're already doing. But man, I, (laughs) it would be nice to get a little more window into the teams. You know, I think it's, you know, one of the reasons why we loved this team from the start was the content side, you know? And so not getting as much of that fuel for the fire definitely hurts a bit. Mm -hmm. So hoping that will change, not necessarily optimistic that it will, because again, it's kind of like, yeah, Hey guys, will you please continue to spend a lot of time and money making really cool videos because I like them (laughs) and not because you're being rewarded financially for doing so. It's a tough ask. Right. Right. You just got to commit to buy more stuff from the advertisers on those videos and then I'll keep it going. Yeah. You personally. <laughs> uh, Squizomatic had a more drastic take on this. Squizomatic has been going off on Twitter, by the way. It's been <laughs> kind of funny. Um, <laughs> he gave a long take. He says, hot take, 100T pulls out of League of Legends in the next two to three years. Mm. Nade Shot is an FPS guy and shows more love to Valorant and COD. Lack of content around League of Legends shows management is not very interested. Same goes for lack of anything really around Worlds. There was a merch drop on match day and we had nobody in Atlanta for like a limited booth. Even you can do easy content without spending lots of money and resources. And they just did nothing. In my opinion, it shows the lack of interest from upper leadership. If or when we don't keep our winning standard in the next few years, I can see them selling the LCS spot altogether for capital as they're divested enough now to not need the team. They will focus on project X, Valorant, COD, merch, etc. I don't think it's that drastic for them. I think league is in the DNA of the, of the org, you know, and I think they will continue to compete in it. Um, but definitely feel the lack of resources seems to be a theme. Maybe it's a situation where they're going to try and squeeze more out of the orange, you know, and hope, hopefully they can make that work. But yeah, it, it does it does seem like we're in not a, not a great situation, but I just cannot see that leading to selling the spot. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of a weird thing to say, but I almost feel like you, you probably want to ask the finance guy, like, what does he think? Um, cause it's going to come down to the numbers. Yeah, Jason, yeah. Jason, he'll never interview with us cause he that question. Oh, nor should he. That's uh, <laughs> it would be inappropriate. Yeah. Um, here's how I'd see it. I don't think, I think it's less likely that they would sell because they'd be selling at a huge loss, right? So yeah. however much, there, I, there's not going to be any buyer. And, and here, I think, is the, the flip side of that. If you could sell and reimburse your investment and maybe even make some money, the overall scene would have to be in such a different and more healthy spot. But that's not the time you want to get out. Um, and so I don't, I'm not convinced that it's kind of like, look, you're in now. And that's the idea with these franchising things, right? They're upside down, right? Yeah. You're, you're in. It's like, it's like the housing crisis. They're upside down. Yeah. You can't really go anywhere. Right. And for some of these teams, I think it's like, well, we just can't afford this. We can't make this work. We have to sell at a loss. And this is a nightmare that I've had many times. And here we are. Um, I don't think we're there. I think we're, we're more financially secure. Um, because of how diversified we are. So I think we stick it out. 
Um, I think we'd like to continue winning in league. Like I don't, I don't doubt that. I don't question that. I just think that right now, the I mean, what do you do? Are you going to spend ten million dollars on a program to win a game at Worlds? Like why? Why is the question I have? I don't think there's a clear answer for that. I think best thing you do is play the long game and kind of ride out this really rocky period of time where uh, funding is a big question. Um, Darkuth says, in lieu of roster talk, too late, sorry, I would like to request you both just ask each other why 100T decided to essentially completely ignore their most fun team ever over and over for an hour and a half. Thank you. That was his suggestion for the pod. So, <laughs> to honor to honor Darkuth, who is very honorable, Jordan, Yes. why did 100T decide to essentially completely ignore the most fun team ever? Um, because nobody likes to watch it. Okay, now your turn to ask me. Cole, any thoughts on why we decided to completely ignore this team? Because nobody watched it. Oh, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Correction: We watched it. Yeah. And that was about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think JC one hundred and one. Oh, the, sorry. Go ahead. That's what it comes down to. I don't <laughs> think anybody knows how to do league content. Not, not right now. Mm-mm. Nope. The, uh, the old ways are not working. Nope. Um, JC101 says, Fiery Volcano Take. It may be a bit early to say, but 100 Thieves wins worlds <laughs> next year. <laughs> JC, come on now. <laughs> JC. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> like what? There's no better time to make that statement. <laughs> to like, call, call your shot on that? We're not sure if we have a GM. We're not sure if we have any players, but I'm calling it now. I actually got the tattoo. Back it up. 100 Thieves. Oh, no. World champion. That poor T1 guy. 23. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. All right. Noxwar says, no questions, just a request to take great care of Takui since the rumors have dictated him going to 100T. Thank you. Wow. I don't see it. I don't see it. If we get him, we'll take good care of him. I don't, yeah. I don't see it, right? That doesn't seem like it happens. I, I almost, yeah, and I kind of feel like he would, I, I think he would command a pretty big price. Like, I think that that dude has shown that he can play, and he's, you know, like, domestic talent, and he's a mid laner. I, I don't know if we're going to be willing to splash the cash, to be honest with you. Um, Carl Scale 1 says, do you guys have any concern that a team that has made three straight finals seems to be totally blowing it up and starting fresh? I get needing to make some changes. But the announcements and rumors suggest things are going to look way different next year. So first of all, we should say we don't know. Maybe there's a rabbit in the hat that's going to get pulled out. Um, but assuming, yes, that, it's, <laughs> that we're blowing it up, um, if we have concerns about that, no. Because it's kind of like, first of all, the economic environment we've talked about ad nauseum. But when it comes to team building too, it's like this is what happens with rosters, right? They... They hit their peak and then they're blown up and then you restart and you may hold on to one or two key pieces, but then you just, you have to get there again in a different way. That's kind of the normal pattern of things. So no, I'm not concerned with that. I'm sad that it happened, but you know, we, it was a thing that we had the roster that had been together the longest, like probably ever, right? It was like three straight splits of the same roster um, is basically unheard of. So no. 
I'm not surprised and I'm not concerned, even though I don't think it's going to be very fun next year. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, and then one more click at clicking buttons said cast from Mad Lions is a good pickup and I think is needed. I also think it's a good sign for post Papa Smithy as he's worked with Mad Lions, a team that is known for recruiting young talent pre and post Peter Dunn. I don't, I don't know enough about the history of Mad Lions and what they've been doing, especially on the developmental side. Yeah. Um, so I, I can't like, you know, evaluate your claims there, but assuming that they're true. Um, yeah, I, I do think like you want somebody that's going to fit the ideas of, you know, what you are trying to accomplish, right? Reaper is the kind of coach to manage really high powered talent and try and win. Mm -hmm. Um, you might need a rebuild coach, right? For, <laughs> for a time like this. And if Cass is that guy, Cass is that guy. Yeah. I think that, um, the other thing I'll say about the, the coaches, we talked about this in the past, how like the, the, the coaching bench is just not that deep in NA specifically. Um, not to say that it's a lot deeper in any other region, but you know, like list the coaches from NA that you would be really excited to get. Um, it's not that long. And we've probably had some of them already. I, we've definitely had one of them. So I like this because it, um, you know, regardless of what you think about the LEC, like it's it is another environment that feels familiar enough, and um, where I think you can pretty easily find a coach who's who's philosophically aligned with what you're trying to do. So I think it's it's a clever move. I like to see it. Um, it kind of it broadens the the pool a little bit when you're fishing for a new coach. Um, and it's not like, you know, like Mad Lions has been a very successful team lately. So that's, that's good to see. I know that they didn't have a great season, but end of season, but that's, that's but not who how, did, right? That's not how you evaluate the capabilities of this one coach. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, I think that's going to do it for now. Um, I think, uh, I, ha I have a thing actually on Thursday night, so I don't think we're going to do rec league this Thursday. But we'll be around the week after that. Um, we hopefully have a couple of content things coming soon. So we'll get on that and just kind of keep you guys surprised as we usually do. But this is the off season, so we won't be streaming quite as often. If there's uh, any big announcements, we'll probably try and do emergency pods. And maybe we'll do a little bit of odd squad, you know? There you go. Um, so it'll it'll be fun. <laughs> Holly asks, Rec League on Thanksgiving. Oh. Absolutely not. <laughs> my, my wife would end my life if I tried to pull that one off. So... You bet. Yeah. Oh, that's very yeah. good. <laughs> okay. Uh, All right. So yeah, we are. Uh, we'll be in touch with you guys soon, and we love you, and we miss you already. Take care.